Um, those who have been broken become the greatest menders. Look at people who get into a lot of work where they're helping others. Trace their story. Grownish, smartish, British. We are British, apparently. Uh -huh. <laughs> I'm so confused. <laughs> are we running? <clears throat> we have a. Uh... Alum in the building. <laughs> Hello, sir. <laughs> Listen, I never have serious intros. I don't think I know how to. Um, AKA, th does this name still run? AK-16s, your alter ego. No, so the AK-16s is a project where I just release like music that's 16 bars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Alan Kumar. So it's not a name, it's more of okay. a... Okay. Yeah, it's more of a title for the project. I got the 16s part. You got the 16s, like, yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah. 16 but I just thought maybe you had a little... Yeah. No, 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 no. So you got your storytelling side, the motivational speaker side, and then you have your music side. The music so yeah, side. I'd say storytelling and I'd say storyteller and hip-hop artist. Okay, cool. the two titles because it got to the point where so many titles were being thrown on me. It was like, so he's a poet, yourself. he's a comedian, he's a... And I'm like, just enough titles. AKA. Yeah. AKA. Yeah. <laughs> two minutes later, AKA. Yeah. No, so you, you don't class yourself as a motivational speaker? No. Okay. I don't. So you did once upon a time? I did once upon a Thank time. God. But that was too... That was because I didn't think a storyteller title would be valuable. Okay. So I used it as a cloak. So do you feel the storyteller title has now evolved and it's and it's now powerful enough for you to sort of stand yeah I've chosen to embrace it that's it and once the moment I chose to because I got invited to Argentina nice to do just storytelling in schools that's and amazing I was like what that's incredible and I did something like seventeen schools and fifty workshops wow back to back how and did that make like, you feel. Something else. This week alone, at one school, I saw up to a thousand children at Harris School. Wow! Class after class, um, doing How did they spoken you, word. The kids. Oh, listen. So at the end of the week, they all gathered in their assembly hall. Yeah, yeah. And so all the children I'd seen throughout the week, it was magic. Do you ever um, f like feel some resistance with these kids like, in the beginning, where they're like? Who's this guy? Because some of them think they're too what? cool for school. You get that. And then actually, this is what happened on one situation where there was a young boy who kept on talking mm -mm. to the, the guy next to him. He's talking, talking. I'm like, chill, chill. First time, third time, I went up and I just, I said, miss, excuse me. And I picked up his chair with him in it. Carried <laughs> <laughs> it over to the other side. Relocation. And we, yeah. And then he was upset for like a good 20 minutes. And then I needed some people to, but as I was performing, I saw him start to smile. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then when I needed some people to come up and read, he put his hand up. I swear. Yeah. I would have picked him so up. So I, I picked him. Oh, yeah, he came up. That's and it. then when he finished, I gave him like the biggest, I got everyone to rumble their feet just yeah, to yeah, raise yeah, yeah. up, you know what I mean? How he was feeling, his, his feelings and his emotions and that, just to switch it up. And yeah, he was good and came up to me afterwards and high five me. So I was like, all right, we're cool. We're bridging. So what made you realize? Like, this is my calling, like to go into school specifically. Like, because I know some people do poetry, these spoken yeah. words, mm. and it's mainly aimed at adults. Mm -hmm. So, what made you think, nah, I want to do something for for the children? So, it started off with um, hip hop. 
So okay. I perform my raps and sometimes I'll do them a cappella, mm. which people would say, oh, he's a poet. I'm like, no, 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 I'm just a rapper that's not rapping on the music today. Okay. And then teachers started asking me to come into schools and do workshops. So you never reached out to schools? It was just a, initially, a Initially, yeah, initially. And then I got asked to be a, by the NHS, to be a sexual health educator. Okay, yeah. how did this happen? <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying to connect the dots. From from speaking, yeah. Hip-hop. So this is this is we're going back in the beginning. So Jeez. it's like it was just um, the lady that that was working for the NHS at the time. She knew me mm. um, from school, and then um, she was like, "Yo, I see what you're doing. Would you be interested?" And I was like, "It sounds alright." So I gave it a go. But there were four subjects that we used to cover, and they were self-esteem, relationships, STIs, and contraception. And uh, self-esteem one was the one that stood out for me. Mm. So I started going down that path more yeah, 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 yeah. when the NHS project finished. But we used to go into schools doing workshops. That's that's amazing because that you're yeah. discover you as you're doing each task, you're discovering who you are yes. and what really makes you happy and what motivates you. Because yes. I get that. Like mm. even when I apply for a job, my um my director said to me, for mm. example, he said to me, um, so where do you see yourself? I said, mm. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm forever evolving mm. and I'm forever trying to find my feet. I never thought I'd be in this job. Right. I never thought I'd be going through these stages and mm. this processes in mm. like the last few years. Mm-hmm. But I'm learning myself. Mm. And I can't tell you, oh, my commitment in this particular role will be that I'm going to work for the land team or development yeah, yeah, or whatever. Because yeah, yeah. yeah. I might work in a different mm. area or one project and realise, actually, this is what I love more. Right, 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 and right. then I take a next turn. And he appreciated my honesty. Mm. But I think initially he was like, yes. I think he anticipated. I'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is where I want to be. Yeah. And this is my passion. I'm like, I love what I'm doing. Mm. But I might find more love somewhere Another else path, in a different yeah. department. Mm. And he's like, cool, that's fine. I hear that. I hear that. Um, so I stood in your DMs a few months ago. <laughs> And I messaged you and I was like, yo, um, I think I'm marrying your cousin. <laughs> and it was so yeah. wild. I was having this conversation with Ansu and I was like, um, he said, oh yeah, my cousin, Alan. And I said, okay, cool. Then he mentioned your name again. Yeah. I said, oh, does he do storytelling? Is he like a motivational? He's like, yeah. I'm like, does he do it? He's like, yeah. And I'm like, hold up. Is this him? <laughs> and he's like, yeah. How do you know him? I'm like, bro, I've been following this guy for a Crazy. So I messaged you and we went low. I was like, uh oh. Uh oh. Yeah. <laughs> Even gonna be like, low. He's not the one you wanna be with, Hems. <laughs> no, oh no. I'll, initially, no, I was like, uh oh. No, no, no. Uh oh. There's a lows. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then, it was just funny for me that it was just because me and him had the conversation before he was going to meet you. And right. so it's just like the, from going from having a conversation, walking down the road with him, and then being like, yeah. We're getting mad, and I'm like, "Hoi!" And then it's like you then message me. I was like, "This is mad." Yeah, small the world, world is small. Very much so, and I think what? it was. I loved your reaction. Mm. It just gave me some assurance that like yeah, you were like, yeah. "Oh, so you're the woman that's captured my cousin's Listen. heart," and I'm just like, "Oh, I think something like you said something. You complimented who he was. Mm. I'm like, this is amazing. Yeah, because that's... it just reaffirms how I'm. Because you know, people always say like mm-hmm. you could be like love is blind. You could just yeah, yeah, yeah. sort of being putting your own blinkers on because you don't yeah. want to see. And for you to come and say that, you could have just stayed quiet. You could have yeah. been like, "Oh, wish you luck. No, Thumbs up, bro, bro. From ah, uh, bro, love him, love that's him. Nice, His man. character." His gentleness, his kindness, he, yeah. He's, he's a real yeah. one. Yeah, no, he is. And um, he is. 
it was it was actually quite cool like having to message you and I'm just like it's just so interesting I'm actually messaging you telling you by the way I'm marrying your, your cousin, cousin. <laughs> And it's just like this is. I never thought this day would yeah. come. I've so the, the beautiful part is that when I'm watching your podcast, and um, you're like, my husband, my husband, my husband, and I was just like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, my husband, guys. I watch your nails, but my husband, guys. Yeah, no, that's um, cool. a beautiful thing. I think um, without digressing into me, but mm. from having the first experience that wasn't so great, my first mm. marriage, mm-hmm. to having someone who's honestly like an incredible human being an incredible soul yeah. like you, it's something i cannot take for granted mm. and even to the point like i wanted to keep it all to myself like uh, people were like well you got married what when yeah, and i'm just like because yeah. i just like i'm just so humble and grateful mm. and you ain't even met the family like the extended cousins not yet oh yeah we have a village that's cool i'm ready we have a I'm village ready. and they, yeah you're gonna love him i met quite a few aunties too, on his birthday and i'm just like yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, everyone's so nice yeah. initially i was just like oh no yeah. this is gonna be you, dancing you, you, over time this? over time you'll do and it will just grow you'll be like how many cousins do you have but you know what that's like us though back home as well okay it's, it's just part of like i guess in our case it's in north african culture so mm. it's all like a million cousins yes. and a bunch of aunties aren't really aunties but we call them auntie anyway that's it, out of the respect yeah yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah, it yeah, that's yeah, it yeah. so um you just done a private viewing yes screening yes screening. Of the new wakanda forever yeah, yeah how was that it was good man so i performed i opened up yeah. Um, before the screening, done Mm-mm. the storytelling. Um, and I had to kind of get out of my head. And there's a story that I came across recently which speaks about um, hyena being hungry and then deciding, you know what, he comes to a, a, a path and one goes left and one goes right. Mm. And hyena's like, you know what, I'm going to take my left foot and go to the left and take my right foot and go to the mm-hmm. right. And eventually, eventually, until he splits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that story made me be like, no, 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 no. Don't think too much. Just go on and do what you do. Because I was thinking, yeah, but what if people want to more focus on the movie yeah, yeah. rather than me doing a performance? And I was like, that there is not going to help your performance. No. So I cut that and I went and did my thing. Sick. And then the movie finished. As it was finishing, it was almost like, it was an emotional touch and I was like, you want me to go on after this? And I was like, don't do it again, don't do it again. So I had to, yeah. So you did before and after? Before and after. But that's good though, because yeah. you, you set the tone. Mm. Um, and I'm sure it's just part of the experience. Yes, like people look yes, forward to having yeah. a full on experience. So, mm. you know, this film is a big movie for a lot of people. Um, obviously it's, it's hard to kind of come after the first one. Yeah. Although Aladdin will say otherwise. Um, and then now, after everyone's feelings are heightened based on the movie, then for you to come through yeah, and hit them with some yeah, more real yeah, talk, hit them more. And that's this, beautiful. Interestingly enough, the story that I did at the end was supposed to be at the beginning, but it just fit in perfectly to round up the message Amazing. that was being conveyed in the movie. That's sick. Yeah. Well done. Yeah, thank you. Did it feel thank good? You. It felt good. Man. For kids. Especially after doing the schools and then the big people, the adults. Yeah, 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 yeah. You think good. you're ready for more adults? Yeah, I am, you know. Good. So the, my 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 two things was the younger younger ones, the so nursery school children. Mm. It's always like who, but now that and the adults. And this this Black History Month, I've actually been doing more corporate work as well, Sick. which has been amazing. Doing um, Black History combined with African storytelling. Amazing. Yeah, it's that's been good, something. man. I see you spreading. Yeah, that's yeah. amazing. That's what you got to do. Yeah. So we always start the segment with a favorite quote. Mm-hmm. Do you remember your favorite quote? Of course. Listen, people always need me to prompt them. They're like, we got yeah, a million yeah, quotes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
Would you like to share your favorite yeah, quote? Yeah, my favorite quote is when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. Would you like to explain why? It allows you to be able to look at things from a different angle. Okay. And a lot of the times we look at things from one angle and we think, yep, that's right. I'm in the right. This is how it is. Whereas if you stand from the side and look at it from a different position or mm. different standpoint or another person's point of view, you all of a sudden get a second or third thought to say, ah, this is where I was emotionally. And so this is where my thought was directed at that moment in time. Mm. But actually, if I think of it in terms of maybe somebody else's perspective, yeah, yeah. it can help to uh, expand the understanding 100%. of what it is I want to get down to. So yeah, change the way you look at things. Yeah, things perspective is everything. Because you're limiting yourself because we're, we're, we're just regular dons. And this sometimes is, yeah. we need to look from someone's perspective and sometimes our our lens isn't the best lens to look yeah, through yeah, based on sure. our own assumptions and our mm. own experiences um how has that applied to you i guess sort of evolving from the young man you were to the man you are today like how has perspective changed and has there been anything particular that you can sort of talk about what do you mean like um how has perspective so you're you're saying in order to view things mm -hmm differently you've got to change the way you view things or however you worded it yeah is there anything in particular where you've had to start viewing things differently in order for you to understand things differently yeah so being that we're on a grown-up british podcast yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, growing up in a in an area or school for example that wasn't necessarily predominantly white it was very mixed to then start going out of london and facing more white Caucasian crowds mm -hmm. and then feeling awkward mm. and being like, what's that? I've done this, I've done this loads of times. Yeah. Why do I feel something? Yeah. And realizing that based on the images, the stories that we were growing up with as children, there's something sitting in the subconscious mind that we're unaware of. The discomfort. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, not so much. Well, the, the idea of the, okay, say for example, I tell people like the image of Tarzan. Mm. When I was growing up, Tarzan was hero. Yeah. I love Tarzan. Yeah. Like, Woo! Tarzan, the bad man, he can swing yeah, from yeah. the tree that he grabbed Jane and whoop. <laughs> you know? Um, and then growing up and realize, hold on a second here. And as Muhammad Ali, I was listening to, he's like, yo, hold on a second, there's this white man who's in the jungles, supposed jungles of Africa, mm. and he's the one who's the king of the jungle, and he's swinging in his dirty nappy, mm. um, and he can talk to the animals. Mm -mm. But the people who have been there for thousands of years can't do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you realize like, oh, and then you obviously you come across more and more images and more stories that make you feel um, sometimes as a young child inadequate. Mm. or not good enough or not worthy in society you go into school you get taught about just slavery yeah and my cousin said something to me the other day and she was like do you ever start a book in the middle in the middle page in the middle okay. you don't start a book in the middle yeah, yeah, yeah so why aren't we going back to the beginning or as far back as we can so we can look at when africans were building when they yeah, were scientists yeah, yeah. when they were um doing agriculture when they're doing mathematics yeah. and all of a sudden that begins to shift so the more i'm 
learning about me, my identity, my history, mm. it's like, oof, I'm inspired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and it yeah. changed my perspective of how I view myself. Mm. And so therefore when I walk out and I'm doing what I'm doing, I'm just doing me as Alim Kumar because I strengthened the roots, strengthened the identity of where I come from and where I want to go. That's amazing. Yeah. So I like to take things back a bit. So yeah. growing up, um, what was, so in, your origin from Sierra Leone? Yeah. I was born in the UK. Born in the UK. Went back to live back home in Sierra Leone. Okay. Hold up, um, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Yeah. So what's your setup at home? How many are you at home? Like three. Three. Yeah, Mum, so dad and three. Oh no, in terms of um I thought you meant like brothers and sisters. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So there's three of us. I'm the oldest and okay. I've got a sister and a brother. Wicked. And yeah. were you um raised mum and dad? No, so um I was raised by mum mm-hmm. and then mum sent me back home to live with my uncle oh, and aunt. About two. Until? Until about eight. Okay. Yeah. Um, and is that just her way of, because um, I've heard this before. Mm. So you kind of get sent back home for either two reasons. Because yeah, yeah. you're misbehaving yeah. <laughs> and the threat actually becomes, like it materializes <laughs> into reality and you're yeah. on the pass, you're, you're in the airport with your passport and you're gone. Mm. And then there's the mum's trying to find her feet. That's exactly what it is. And you're? Yeah, mum's trying to find my feet. Till this, I call my mum auntie. Man. Yeah, I called my mum auntie. I knew I've when I was young I knew she was my mum, but then when I was living with my cousins, they're calling their mum and dad mama papa. Mm. So I grew up calling my uncle papa, my auntie, mama. Even though I knew mama's mum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. How do you think that affected her calling her auntie? No, she was cool because yeah. like yeah, she was cool with it. Like, everybody calls her auntie, so I think it just naturally yeah, it just naturally flowed that way. Um and then my brother my um, the last one he calls my mum mum so that's always interesting okay yeah so the youngest so calls her mum yeah, yeah 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 and you have a sister as well you said yeah, yeah sister, and she yeah. calls her auntie she calls her auntie yeah sometimes like i'll switch it up and I, when i'm out i'll be like hey mum, i was but in terms of growing up yeah, yeah, yeah. i call my mum auntie so even though you came back so young mm-hmm. you still the adjustment still, wasn't made yeah, yeah it wasn't made no. That's mad. It just That's became so almost like, but the auntie became almost a title mm. in place of mama. Okay. If that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. So how was it being raised with just mum? Um. Obviously, once you came back. Once I came back. So if I could, could I jump? Yeah. Yeah. So growing up, um, so my, my uncle one day was at home and my dad turned up. Okay. And obviously my uncle's big bro okay. to mum. And he, and I remember standing behind his leg and then him telling my dad to go away. Mm. It was just hard. Like these times I'm probably like five, six. So you're aware. And I'm aware. Yeah. So I can kind of see what's going on. Mm. Um, it's just, sorry, it's just back home. This is back home. Okay. Yeah. So my dad like shows up, you know, my my uncle's like, you want to show up after all this time? Da-da-da. And then um, that was the one time I saw my dad. I swear. Yeah, that was the one time I saw my dad. And I remember going on the banister and seeing him walk. Like, yeah, just kind of... Do you recall how he looks like? No, but I'm a spitting image of him. Swear. Oh, yeah. That's what what everyone tells you. Yeah. Well, interestingly, I I hadn't... We're going to kind of jump back and forth. I'm I'm here for it, man. We can freestyle. About a year ago, I was back home, okay. and I decided I need to go to my dad's village. I hadn't been, okay. or I shouldn't say village, town. Um, 
And so I went and my uncle took me and my uncle is related on both sides of the family. Okay. And so he goes up to my auntie, my dad's sister, mm. and she's like, oh, what do you want? And then he's like, I've bought your child. Mm. And she turns around, looks at me. Whole grown man. calls my dad's name. SubhanAllah, yeah, literally. Yeah, so she hadn't seen me since I was a baby. Yeah. But she looks at my, looked at my face and just saw my dad. She just burst out crying. That was emotional. That's hard. That was emotional. Because obviously yeah. she's got love and she's probably like... Yeah, well, my dad passed when I was nine. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So she's still... Yeah, that's hard because yeah. then she literally sees her yeah, brother. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's emotional yeah, on levels. Yeah. If that kept on happening when I then went to the rest of the like the brothers, sisters, and they were just like, yeah, oh. Do you feel like you were able to sort of? Um, I guess I mean, firstly, did you harbor any feelings towards your pops? Oh yeah, of course. I was vexed. Mm. I was vexed for time. I used to have fights in school. Anybody's you know people cuss your mum and cuss your dad on site. You're ready. Yo. <laughs> Yo, someone said something to me the other day. Now they don't say, um, what did they say? They say, you know, they used to say, swear in your mum's life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now they say, say mums. Yeah. Say dads. <laughs> you know what like, what is this? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I used to get in trouble mm. all the time. So you kind of acted out from your frustration? Definitely. So this is when you're back here in London? This is when I'm back here in London. So I'm acting out and my mum is just like, what is wrong with you? Was it just you that's acting out? Or was it your your other siblings as well? So, okay. So now we're going to jump back. Yeah, let's go, man. <laughs> so when it was time to come over, mm -mm -mm. Um, my mum and my uncle decided that myself and my cousin, his son, were going to come over. And my sister stayed back home. Okay. So then what was supposed to happen is me and my cousin come over and then the girls come over later, later. on. Yeah. Um and so I grew up with my cousin as my brother. Interesting. Yeah. It's, do you know what? I find, <laughs> I find it really interesting because certain cultures, like, this is very normal. Like, the sort of mix and matching. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and some kids don't hold any resentment towards their parents. And mm. they're just, like, it's accepting this part mm -hmm. of a journey. Mm -hmm. And other kids really harbour feelings to, like, oh, yeah, feeling yeah. neglected or, like, not good enough to, mm. you know, like, to, to be included as part of the family. Mm -hmm. So did your sister end up coming back? She ended up coming back, yeah. How old was she when she came back. back? She came back when she was about 14, 15. How did she adjust? That's, that's a massive culture shock. I know, it was, it was a lot for her. Mm. It, was a, it was hard for her um, because there was always that question of why was it not me mm. that, was, that came back instead of my cousin. Yeah. So yeah, that was definitely hard for her. Okay, that's, yeah. that's hard because obviously that means she has to go for her own journey. We're not right. going to go too much into her, that's... that's for her to tell the story, I guess. Yeah. Um, so jumping back to um, you going back home last year, um, did that help with your healing or like understanding your pops or feeling your your dad's oh, energy? Definitely, in any way? man. Like I went to his, um, I went to where he was buried, and I just, I was like, I don't know if you can hear me, mm. and I just spoke, and I just, I'd, I'd, I'd gotten to a place of forgiveness many years ago. But I was like, I need to have the conversation. And it was just, and then there was this kind of like this movie scene feeling mm. where I started having the conversation and towards the end of the conversation, the wind changed and the wind got mm, stronger. Mm, mm. And I was like, that that's you different. pops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know what I mean? I had the moments, that's you pops, I feel you, I hear. Mm. Um, 
and then oh, two of my aunties passed away like literally like not long after but I got to connect with them that's amazing which is which is ah because it was like if I had and the when I went mm. it was a day before I was supposed to fly back but I was just like my feeling was just strong it was just like go 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 so when I went and we and one of them I was in touch with we used to speak regularly and one the other one was in the town but we were building up a relationship this is from your dad's side yeah okay. my dad's sisters yeah yeah and so we were build, building that relationship that we didn't have all these years. And so um, them passing, was it was a lot. And then I had to say, you know what, I, I, I'm grateful I got to meet them. And you met them at a point like um, where you were ready to have these conversations. Mm, and yeah. you may be a level of maturity where you can take in the information mm -hmm, mm -hmm. rather than resist it. Because, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know about you. When I was younger, I was mad yeah. stubborn. Like so, <laughs> you can talk to me all you want. I'm like, ah, whatever. Yeah, but when you get older, and yeah, especially like yeah. you said, there was a turning point of forgiveness mm -hmm. with your pops. Um, what what was that, and when did it happen? Where you were like, Do you know what, I forgive you regardless. Um, I say, um, people who are hurting hurt people, mm -hmm. and so me getting in trouble in school, and then I remember there was one time my mum came to the school, and she picked me up after having a fight and when we got home from when she picked me up to when we got home she didn't say a word to me mm. <gasps> best stress that is just i'm like slap me kung fu yeah, kick yeah, me yeah, do give something me <laughs> do something she said nothing she just went in her room and mm. i heard her crying mm. and that was that hit man that was hard how old are you about 14 15. okay yeah that was hard. Yeah. You know, because you're still in that mindset of like, nah, but people are talking about my dad and they, they, they can't do that. It's not cool, you mm -hmm. know? Um, you get mad if they, they cuss your mum, but mum's here. Yeah. You know what I mean? But dad's not here. It's hard. And I never knew my dad, mm -hmm. so I'm even, I'm already angry that I never knew him. And now... It's a very sensitive you're, Yeah, topic. now you're, you're hitting where it hurts. And so... Um, and so it had to get to a point where I was just like, no. Nah. And then I, I, I think I, I started having, because by this time I'm writing how I'm writing lyrics. From the age of 15? Yeah. That's I'm it. writing lyrics in terms of how I'm feeling. Because my mum's saying to me, what's wrong with you? Why are you fighting? Mm. Were you because able to connect the dots to why you're actually like really frustrated and pent Because sometimes we act up deflecting without realising why we're really know. deflecting. I don't know. I don't think back then we had a, we had an awareness of emotional intelligence. Yeah, I personally. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. Um, so I just think you were just you were just doing you as a, yeah. as a young person. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so yeah, so when I started writing and seeing what was coming out of my pen, and being like, okay, so this is what you want to convey, but you struggle mm. to convey your messages um, on cue. So when you're asked what's wrong with you, and I'm freezing, and I don't reply, it's like the answers are not coming out yeah, yeah, so my mom is just wild. even more frustrated mum's mm. just like and you don't want to talk now you're oh before you're fighting now you don't want to mm. say anything so i'm just like ah, okay. and so yeah so writing lyrics and that that came from seeing you know hip-hop artists use words as a way to 
get out their frustration what was happening in society and even share personal so even I saw on the podcast when you're talking about um, the brother I can't remember his name he's talking about he doesn't cry yeah 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 Jay, and yeah. said yeah so it was like writing was a way of crying mm. writing was a way of expressing like the deeper innermost harshest feelings that when did you recognize that that was it that was almost like your outlet and almost therapy i guess yeah i, I don't know it's just it was just something that was just happening That's it was cool. and it was it started from learning learning rappers lyrics and then being like oh let me try and write my own yeah, yeah, yeah. and i had a little book it was a burgundy book that i used to just write in and just hide so you weren't really like wanting to tell anyone no, what you're doing no who who influenced you as a rapper? Like, Tupac. Okay. Um, KRS One. Nas, Jay Z, Lauren Hill. Lauren Hill was incredible. Oh my goodness. Um, yeah. Um, obviously for everything that you went through and, and also the... Talib Kweli and Common as well. Hey. Just had to just throw that in there. Yeah. <laughs> I think Talib Kweli came out um, when most stuff came out when Dave Chappelle performed last. Yeah. No, the one before, and then Talib Kweli came out the, the last time he performed as well, mm-hmm, and I'm yeah. just like, oh my god, I literally loved them growing up. Yeah, they're just man, like the conscious yeah. rappers. Yeah, <laughs> they're spitting the truth. Yeah, I was breaking down to the children. I was like, what does rap stand for? Mm. And um, and saying to them, explain to them that rap is rhythm and poetry. Mm. And so when you take the music away, what you left with the words, which essentially are poems. Yeah, you know, so but getting them to connect hip hop with poetry as opposed to just Shakespeare, for example. Yeah, because uh, we have a stereotype as growing up based on what we're taught mm-hmm, in schools. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, yeah, it's not necessarily cool. And I think as you evolve, yeah. you can maybe own the title mm-hmm, a bit better. Mm-hmm. But a rapper sounds, I guess, cooler. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, man's a rapper. What are you talking yeah, about? I ain't no yes. poet. And as you get older, it's like yes, yeah, spoken words. Yeah, 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 it's true. It's true. <laughs> um, so with the journey that you've had, mm. um. Obviously, it's Male Mental Health Month. Hopefully, like um, awareness as well. So in mo- November, November. Yeah. Um, how like so? I guess growing up, did you did you sort of struggle a bit like mentally in regards to getting your head around like who you are, your identity? Because obviously, like you were raised in two different cultures. Mm-hmm. You had the the mum and the auntie titles. Mm-hmm. Um, you had pops who mm-hmm. you didn't know whether you wanted to know or jab in the throat. It's just mm-hmm. those like mixed emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, mentally, like how did you cope? Uh, it's always was literally right in your, your main outcome. Yeah, so I went to an event once um, and this brother got up and had a comment and he said something about having an issue with the term man up. Yeah. And I was like, what's wrong with that? Mm. Like then I was like, what's, what's wrong with that? Like, I mean, and because we were raised harsh, that's the language we know. 100. With our boys and our brothers and, you know, it's like, man up. It's a language that is like, Bro, fix up, man. What's wrong with you? Yep. And certain times you need that. And then when I heard the brother say, man up was an issue, I was like, I had to stop and think. And I was like, oh, but depending on where you are, if you have a particular image of what that looks like when they say man up, it could come across as toxic. Mm. Um, whereas for us, it was like, sometimes you just need that. Bruv, get up, do what you need to do right now. So that's... that's. Um, so that's the, how you perceive man up. Yeah. 
So you, I, no, so so for me, I get that there, mm. there there comes a point where a man, unfortunately, needs to firm it more than a woman, for example. Right, 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 right. You know, a woman tends tends to be obviously not all applies mm. more emotional and yeah. more emotionally led, whereas a man can sometimes hold hold mm. it in for a little bit, mm. stay composed, and yeah. keep it stepping right. for the sake of showing face and for the sake mm. of like bravery, and it's mm. not easily done. Mm. But at the same time, like part of growing up British is like yeah. you've inherited cultural values and growing up in in my household mental health full stop wasn't a conversation it wasn't even identified (laughs) it was like get up and pray or Mm -hmm. like men don't cry men don't Mm -hmm. show anything and Mm -hmm. we can you can say you took it on as like Mm -hmm. a you know it's part of a culture it's not an endearment but it's not anything too negative but then Mm -hmm. when you think about in the men in our families or I speak about my families or people Mm -hmm. I know the men were very like angry and frustrated yeah. and short with their children mm. not present at home mm. because mm. you know they're just constantly mm. going yeah. so it's just like man up is cool to an mm. extent but it's then balance. yeah it's but then it's like you how do you to, change yeah. a narrative for yourself you have yeah. to because you have to now unlearn yes and yeah. it's not it's not easy to unlearn yeah. behavior yeah. yeah so do you still stand by the man up sort of like it being still okay to be said or do you feel like subject to terms and conditions I think, um, yeah, subject to terms and conditions. I think it depends on your circle. If you have, like I was saying, we didn't have emotional intelligence growing up. If you now have that emotional intelligence, you're aware it becomes, like I said, uh, a narrative or phrase that speaks to you. Mm. Because to some extent, by default, that was the language that we grew up with. Mm. And so by default, if it works for you in a beneficial way, mm-hmm. um, then why not use it as an access point to get what you need to get done? But don't let it be something that hardens you to the point where you're not able to soften or have a, a different a different outlook of what or the 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 different ways that man can be, mm, if that mm, makes mm, sense. Mm, so mm. whether it's with your partner, whether it's with the children, or even just with your friends, are you able to be something different other than this fixed image yeah of what an expectation right and so man up doesn't necessarily have to be a um uh, a fixed image and i think if you develop a particular relationship with your friends you're able to communicate that in an effective way yeah yeah no exactly um but unfortunately obviously like not everyone has the opportunity to reflect and sort of dissect you know what does this mean how does it apply to me and how can i change that narrative Mm -hmm. and and how i use that word Mm -hmm. um so you mentioned obviously friends Mm -hmm. how like do you have that that bromance oh yeah (laughs) how does uh, that look like (laughs) so my bro um jackson Mm -hmm. one day hits me up my birthday my dad passed on my birthday Mm -hmm. and so i didn't celebrate my birthday for years like i was just like nah on the day day before day after i call and then um, Jackson hit me up and he was like, bruv, come on, man, what would your dad want you to do? Mm. Would you want you to be would you want you to be sitting down and do you know what I mean, mourning and and being upset and you know, or would you want you celebrating life? Mm. And I was like, real talk. And that was when we went to see Avengers One. Okay. A group of friends of us got yeah. together and we went, had a good time. And since then I'm like, yeah, celebrate life. That's good. Cause I yeah. feel like um I touched on this last episode, um, mm. but I touched on how like women socially are socially are okay yeah. to to just openly express emotion, mm-hmm. 
talk about their problems and mm. it's like it's promoted on social media it's promoted in stories and yeah. you know movies the narrative mm -hmm. um songs you know the women's mm -hmm. express 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 men don't yeah. um and i think it's extremely beautiful when i see men who are able to keep it real with each other and it, like first it's accountability mm. then it's the um the safe space yeah um and like how do you use your voice i guess you're because you're in obviously with with um with power you have responsibilities yeah. so mm -hmm. how do you use your position to sort of help with like or do you around male mental health or expression and communication um the other day my boy came to see me perform mm. he hadn't you know when someone's known you for years and they know what you do yeah. they've even helped you on your journey but hadn't sat down and seen me do storytelling. Mm. And we had a conversation after. He's like, yeah, bro, that storytelling thing was all right. <laughs> and he's like, men felt like it was therapy. You know what I mean? Um, so I guess sitting down with the, the boys, when, you, when you've been through situation, whether it's fights, mm. whether it's the passing or losing of, you know, a close one, it's like who was around, who was there with you, and then you build something. I remember once my brother getting attacked, mm. and I call my boy, and I'm on the phone, and I can't get the words out because I'm trying to fight and hold back tears. Mm. But it's like, yo, brother, you okay? You, mm. you all right? Like, and I'm like, uh, okay. like, but I knew that I could call him. Yeah, you got you got as far as calling. Yeah, yeah. no, but I knew that I could. I could reach out, yeah, do you know yeah. what I mean? I don't, if I want to pour out, I know who I can, yeah. I have a, pe a set of people that I can do that with. Um, so which is a huge blessing. But yeah, um, so for me, it's a case of, if you've got that, look after it, man. Yeah. It's wow. really, it's, it's really essential, something. Right? And you push know, the narrative around yeah. that as well. They'll still put, they'll still, them don't get twisted, whether it's school or, they'll still punch you up though. You don't, don't yeah. get twisted, like, you know what I mean? Like we have that moment. And yeah, yeah, there's a balance, there's a balance. A man will still check you if he needs to be checked. <laughs> yeah, but that's, that's, and that's when it moves from, I guess, friendship to brotherhood. Yeah, yeah, because literally you know? as siblings, you get best of both worlds. Yeah. Like, I, I'm a snitch on you, I'm gonna rough you up, but I'm gonna be there for you regardless. Indeed. Yeah, that's cool. Indeed. So how was your relationship with your siblings growing up? Um, so how's my my sister? Mm. Um, it was it was tough for my sister to adjust because mm. when she came over, she faced what we faced when we were younger, which is like it's hard. Mm. Like children in school, whenever I'm doing whether it's a performance at all, I'm like look after each other, be mindful of the words you because when we grew up the words were harsh yeah, and, and so for my for my sister it was tough um what was the biggest issue she faced like when you when you so when you think of toughness what's the first thing that sort of fitting in okay fitting in for her was was hard because you're adjusting you're coming from it's back home world. you're coming to this world where everything is about image did you go to the same school yeah she went to my school like the when i was like leaving school that's when she was Oh, so you school. guys missed each other? Yeah. So you weren't even there ready to be no, like... No, I think it was so. last, last year. Okay. So when I was leaving, so yeah. But obviously then she has her set of friends and group. And then 
I'm probably trying to, not probably, but trying to look cool of my friends. Mm. So it's, it's, we're in different circles. Don't chat to me. I don't yeah. know you to be at home, man. Why are you looking at me for? <laughs> so, yeah, so that, that I knew for her was, was, was a tough one. Um, so, but yeah, at home it was cool. And then my little brother came along, and you know, the last one's always the spoiled one. Yeah. But like <laughs> watching, yeah, watching him grow up has been a journey. It's been amazing because. My, he now plays football with my boys. Nice. Do you know what I mean? So those are his brothers too. That's nice. And then seeing how having them around and how he certain times have conversations with them that he hasn't had with me, which I'm like, on one point I'm like, but I'm your bro. And then yeah. another point I'm like, I'm happy that you've got That's it. bros that you can also go and share by default, we take it personal. It's just yeah, like, wait, 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 am I not good enough? Of course, I'm yeah, not. yes, of but course. But sometimes it is easier to sort yeah. of reach out. It's almost like maybe like writing people who like, for example, the art, the work that you do you mm. know, on, on your creative point of view, like it's probably easier to write it down and, and actually say it to strangers than it is to like sit down and, and unpack it on a very personal yeah. level. Yeah, like I was, I was tough on my little bro. For and what reason? Because I had this expectation Mm. that because of what I did, I went out and inspired people, he should automatically know better. <laughs> I get that. Forgive my ignorance. Sorry, he um, can be ignorant for a little bit. Yeah? <laughs> he can be ignorant. Yeah, for a no, bit. no. And it's, 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 it's owning up and fessing to it and being mm. like, man, it's amazing how we think. It's just like, no, automatically you are supposed to know and do better because of what I'm doing. It's like, so I, I was literally like on the podcast, um, BCS, and shout out to Aladdin, who's in the studio. And we spoke about, um, I spoke about how people, when they find their calling, whether it's yeah. faith or mm-hmm. whatever it is, they expect people to just jump on the journey. <laughs> it's just like, fam, I've got this discovery. Yeah. It's incredible. Are you right? Why are you not jumping on high? Do it right it. now. Mm-hmm. It's just like, you, you went through your journey yeah. of discovering yourself. yeah. yeah. And naturally, whatever whatever that journey is for mm-hmm, him, mm-hmm. it's just it's just being able to unpack it, and then maybe he'll reach a point and go, "Do you know what? I mess with this. I want to do that." But he oh, might no, be he doing did. it for a different way. Yeah, no, yeah. he did. He actually did. That's it. Um, which is beautiful because it's it's seeing the man. He's, and he ended up um, graduating as an actor as well. Amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So answer is like actually advising him, That's like nice. what to do. You know what I mean? What to just like the path to take and yeah, things yeah. like that and what to do so yeah so you're proud of him I'm proud of him definitely yeah. definitely like that was the time when i was um i was walking near my house i saw him kind of hanging around on street like, what are you doing bruv no 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 you ain't no road man <laughs> like he goes, Get off the road. you know so to see him where he is now his, his level of maturity is thinking i'm super proud of him no, that's it. Yeah. That's incredible. It's yeah. a journey. Yeah. And it's it's ultimately where you end up because we, we have to go through bumps and, yeah, you know, when we yeah. think we're doing good, we take a step back and then no, eventually we real. find our feet. For and real. that's incredible. And my sister, she's got twins. Rough. You've got yeah. twins in the family. I've got twins in the, we got twins in the family. Genetics. <laughs> twins in the family. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, growing up British, um, mm-hmm. talked about being third culture kids and mm. um, kind of finding your identity in the world because... Yeah. Like I'm from Sudan and Egypt mm-hmm. and I'm born and raised here. Mm-hmm. I'm proud to be British, but mm-hmm. I'm also very proud to be North African. Yeah. And when I go back home, mm-hmm. they're like, you're not really from here, yeah. you're a foreigner. 
<laughs> and you do you know when you're walking of your chest like yeah, with yeah, flag yeah. on everything i'm not yeah. literally but like you're really repping and you're mm-hmm. so excited to come back home mm-hmm. and they just pick you up and they go no 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 or they want to try and finesse you with some kicks or something because mm-hmm. they know you're they think you're rich yes because you're do. from london yeah, this yeah, is yeah, like nah yeah. be like you're yeah. richer than me mm-hmm. <laughs> on levels not just like financially mm-hmm. every life emotionally yeah. um then you're in london and you're proud to be a londoner and then there's these constant reminders whether they're subtle i feel like racism <laughs> and like whether it's some sort of discrimination whether it's islamophobia however it is yeah it's very it looks very different than the u.s i think the u.s are very blunt and very outright about it and mm-hmm. the u.s the uk are a bit more like i don't really like you but i'm gonna say it with a smile and then it's not going to be very direct at times yeah but it's still you pick up on it you mm-hmm. can't ignore it and mm-hmm. um it's like a discomforting feeling of like but i'm but i'm proud of where i'm from yeah. so how have you like what has like being a third culture kid been like for you obviously being in both places at some point um i'm so glad mom sent me back home yeah yeah i'm so glad because it gave me a sense of that's where the spoken word storytelling was birthed from because mm. like you know being around grandfather and and my uncles they would tell stories around campfires um, and then there was the culture that I got to see as well. So half my family is Muslim, half is Christian. Okay. And so there's that mix. When we have a gathering, it's like we'll have the Muslim prayer and then the Christian prayer. So when you come over here, um, it's like everybody over there, everybody hold your corner. Mm. And in fact, you know what I mean? Like it's it's beef if we if we meet. And so that was a that was a culture shock. Mm. Back home, we were skipping, we were doing cartwheel, boys and girls running down the road. Even like boys, young boys would walk hand in hand. Mm. You come over here if you do that. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? yeah, it's yeah, a, yeah. We had that in, in Egypt. It's the same thing. Right. Everyone's like, "What's going on here?" I'm like, no, it's normal. It's normal. Mm. This is friendship. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, you literally. Know, so then you come here, and there's that. You have to then switch mm. and change who you are. And like you said, by the time you go back home, they're like, no, nah, you don't belong here. And when you're here, certain times you're made to feel like you don't b- belong here. And then people wonder why the younger generation have formed their own culture. Yep. Do you know what I mean? Because it's like, yeah. well, you forced us and you squeezed us into mm. this place where it's like, you don't quite fit in here. Yeah. You don't quite fit in there. So then it was like, you're in the middle here. So now you're like, okay, well, we're going to establish our own. 100%. And that's where the music, the art, the the rebels mm. started building and people are like shocked, almost like, why are you behaving like this? You're supposed to, it's like, we had to. Mm. We had to, we had to form, we had to learn our own way of how we do things. We had to shift out of some of your thinking because we've realized now we're learning um, to be better, to do better in a society. Yeah. Um, but yeah, growing up, and even for example, like going into schools mm. and the work that I do is a lot of it is based around um, culture. Yeah. So the teachers who are up country, they're like, thank you for, first of all, being a black presence mm. in children's lives, being a positive black presence in children's lives and changing, shifting the narrative. Which is like when you hear, so I'm wearing a long African attire. Yeah. And then it's like, why are you wearing a dress? It's like now, boo. And then, yeah. So then, yeah. and it's like, 
and then oh you're talking about well you see when people hear jabs oh yeah 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 like when the women wear the towels on their head wait what what did you just say <laughs> so I've then it's like yeah. so then it's like look at this image yeah. you show the 1900s uh your grandma yeah. this is just the rapper head yeah, yeah. yeah. um yeah. so then it's you're, you're also teaching from a point where you're getting them to see like oh there's another angle but for us growing up it was like we didn't necessarily have anybody focusing on our identity or who we are no you just we just literally freestyled and had to find our yeah. and whoever we came along we, like we connected like oh you're different you're different mm. too right, mm. and it's like when you go into an employment and you see another person that looks like you yeah that yeah. nod to give them yeah, or like no, that, that sort of like oh, i feel safe now <laughs> we recognize each other yes it's, it's mad true. but it happens to this it very does. day it does it's just like, i yeah, see you, I yeah, see yeah, you. Yeah. like certain times when we were young as well the teams mm. were football teams yeah. So it's like if you were Arsenal, if you were Liverpool, if you were Tottenham, if you were Chelsea, those were the crews. And then it was yeah. like if one team's wasn't that great, all right, you join up with the team and you build up a number. That was, okay. do you know what I mean? What we yeah, grew yeah, up yeah, in yeah, school. Yeah. That's how it looked. Yeah. Like. So this is it's interesting. No, that's cool. Um, so obviously, like I I speak very openly about the fact that you know, the concept of the Grown Up British is to celebrate our differences and actually the culture that we have created. Yeah. And I think some people resist it because they don't want to sort of group themselves. Like, you know, like the whole, the BAME title. Mm. People are like, no, 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 I don't want to use the word BAME. And I get it. I get it because obviously every single culture and and ethnicity has a different um, experiences in life, different mm -hmm. hardships, different yeah. um, privileges, everything comes. But, you know, but at the same time, from a perspective how I see it at times it's like actually I'm glad that as minorities we can connect on something yeah, and yeah. I don't think we should see it as a negative mm -hmm. overall I think it's a lazy term to use to describe mm -hmm. maybe all minorities as yeah. if like every, like let's just group everyone together mm -hmm, and just mm -hmm. put them together I get I get why people are frustrated by it but I see the beauty and the celebration behind it of like we're all a bit different. We mm. all have our different like cultural struggles. Mm. We have our own identity struggles. They might not mm. be the same as each other. Yeah. They might not mirror a hundred percent, but we can both relate to something that's very deep to us, whether it's how we were raised, the foundations we were raised in, the stereotypes we've experienced and whatever. And I think for me, it's like, instead of holding to the negative stigma of being a minority, yeah let's just celebrate the fact that we're ethnic minorities mm. and we are the culture kids who are a bit lost in this world, mm. who are still trying to find our feet, but collectively mm. we've created our own language. And, yeah. you know, you see different cultures picking up different lingos of each other. And as, as like, for example, Londoners, mm. like there's mm. a guy that, I don't remember his name, he takes, takes the mick out of different, um, like West London, South London, East okay. London guy. Okay. And he's hilarious because he just uses stereotypes. Mm -hmm. But effectively, we're all the same and we mm. all resonate with each other mm -hmm. in some way. Mm -hmm. um, and I celebrate that because you can even be a, a white guy that's been raised in the ends yeah. and you've been inherited, yeah, yeah, you've, yeah, you've been adopted yeah, yeah, by the community yeah, yeah. As, as one of us, as opposed to just saying, well, you know, if you're not black, you're not Asian, you're not Arab, you don't fit mm. in, or, mm -hmm. you know, the black people have to be together in one place. And I get mm. there's always going to be conflict, mm. but I just, I think for me, I just want to continuously celebrate our differences mm. rather than see it as, you know, we're different, da, 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 we're not the same, how dare they group us, it's just like, I get it, there'll always be technical areas that we shouldn't be grouped in together, yeah. but then there's also a lot of it where we can find comfort within each other mm -hmm. and friendships within within mm -hmm. each other and also mm -hmm. like therapy within each other because yeah. 
you know, what did discipline look like at home? Mm. What did mental health look like at home? Mm. Um, mm. What did parenting look at home? What mm. were the stereotypes of divorce look like at home? Yeah. And a lot of the times were very similar, mm. despite being totally. different. So to yeah. me, yeah. that's such yeah. a it's such a big deal in faith as well. Mm. And the conflict between faith and culture. So for you growing up, how, and as an adult today, how much has faith been an impact on you? And how did it shape you as an adult? Um, just before I answer that question, so yeah. now there are people who are fighting, to, not fighting, but looking to change it to um, world majority instead of ethnic minority. World majority. Ooh. <laughs> powerful. I like that. Yeah. World, world majority. majority. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Instead of ethnic mi- minority. No, no, no. World. Yeah. That can run. Still. That can run. But just that shifts, shifts thought. It it shifts even you because even when I said you're like, like (laughs) you felt it. Yeah, it's gone from like minorities to like actually hold up, hold up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. Um. So yeah. So um. Back to faith. Mm -hmm. How much has it played a role in who you are, and how has it kind of impacted you as as a child to an adult? Mum sending us to Madrasa mm-hmm. Saturday was not cool. It was Saturday. We wanted to go and play football, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then we were we were sent to a school where it was cold sandwich, cold tuna sandwiches, and water. Say alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. <laughs> um, but no, but this is the thought as a child. Yeah, of so, course. Well, of yeah, course. So th- as a child. So then it's like you're there. You're it's just me, my two cousins, who are the black children there. So we mm. feel out of place as well, you know. Um, Was it predominantly Asian? Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. Um, so we just, we feel out of place. And I, when I grew up, I said to my mom, I said, when you sent us to Madrasa, you never told us why mm. we were going. You just told us to go you as a parent. To. Yeah, yeah, you just you had, had to. to. Yeah. And so... Is something interesting about giving somebody a why, a reason mm. why they should go there. And then I had an uncle um, who is an imam, and he just always used to be lecturing. So, oh, not today, man. Yeah, yeah. Like, come it's on. This is, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm so thankful he stayed on my case. Because I didn't, re- at the time, it felt like nagging. Mm. And so even I say to parents, I'm like, if it feels like nagging, just keep on reinforcing the message as long as it's positive. Mm. And so him kind of continuously like sharing little, little things, little hints about, he'd be like, it's not assalamu alaikum, it's assalamu alaikum. And I'm like, okay, is it that deep, uncle? But it's like those little, <laughs> but those little things there. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. when I went, back home after the war in Sierra Leone, mm. my auntie um, would go to the masjid. And then I'd be like, oh, let me come with you. Mm. I, but as I was going with her as security almost kind of, let me yeah, just look yeah, after yeah. you. And that's when I started praying. Sick. Do you know what I mean? Because of my auntie's like going with her mm. and falling in love that's with it. the faith, falling in love with Islam in a different way which is like whoa that's nice but as a you know as young you're just you're in uk it's like you want to fit in not everybody around you is praying whereas back home sorry yeah yeah, back home as soon as it's time to pray 
Everybody's going in the same direction. 100%. Stop what you're doing. Do you know what I mean? Listen, so, I'll tell you my stubbornness here. Here it is. Talk to me. Story time. <laughs> so, um, my dad and my mum were sending me out to pray. Like, yeah, hey, brother, prayers, prayers. I'm like, I can't say. Trust me, yeah, my stubborn ass. Yeah. I will sit on the bed <laughs> and bang my feet on the floor so they think my head's on the floor. I'm sitting there watching TV. I will not pray because I am so stubborn. Like an idiot. Do you know when it's just like yeah, you're doing yeah, yeah. illogical things, yeah. but you're hard headed? Yeah. Tell me to pray, I beg you. But it was the why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the the why wasn't explained to us. So, so we're just I, like. Yeah. I got to a point where I was like, Mama, explain to me why. Mm. And I got to this point where maybe like around 15, 16, where everyone started drinking and stuff. And I was just like, why can't we drink? Because it always keeps haram, haram, haram. Right, Tell me right, why. Yeah, the minute yeah. I understood why, I had no mm. desire to drink. Powerful and life. it's just like for me yeah. with my son i'm changing that narrative we're talking mm. we're talking all the time okay you know do you know why i'm upset with you do you know mm. why this is this do you know why i yeah. want you like i'd like you to do this mm-hmm. and it's like we we have these because mm. then he can relay that information mm-hmm. back to me mm-hmm. and eventually it's second nature yeah whereas to my parents it was just like you just do it mm. and it's just because they didn't have the explanation mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. therefore we've inherited this, yeah. this recycled narrative right and then we come along with all this empowerment of being in a positive position of exposure mm. where we can actually go, wait, hold up, let's just question mm. these things. And they brought us into this country, opened our minds, and then we're like, no, 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 why are you thinking and asking yeah, these questions yeah, for? It's yeah, like, yeah. bro, that's what happens when mm. you, you bring us in this mm-hmm, environment. Mm-hmm. We now want to understand why we're different than other people. Right, right. We want to understand why we're, like, why we're, why we're worshipping in different mm-hmm, ways. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I think explanations are so important mm, um so you're so you you've grown closer and closer to your faith as you've yeah, gone older definitely That's definitely cool. it's like the discipline that it brings in terms of attempting to pray five times a day in an in a culture which that is not a regular thing mm-hmm. it's not easy but if you're able to begin to lock it down you start to find your karma mm-hmm you start to find you're more organized, yeah. you're more punctual, you're more, you're, there's something about after you've prayed, there's a calmness that is almost like, bro, what on? But that's it. Like when yeah. you understand the power of a prayer, yeah. like it's not like prayers are for you. Mm. It's an opportunity for you to disconnect. It's an mm. opportunity for you to like stop what you're doing. Yeah. If you're feeling frustrated, feeling angry, feeling mm. anxious, you're feeling like, I don't know, about to do something stupid. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, yeah, hold yeah, on, yeah. let me pray first. Yes. And then you get a chance to repent. You get a chance mm. to, again, like, get closer to God. And then, like, my friend will always say to me, he goes, let me pray Isha first, and then I'll, I'll see if I'm going out for my motive. Ooh. And then he'll pray, Ooh. and he'll be like, do you know what? Nah, I'm cool, Ooh. I won't do it. Because by that point, he's like, I've, I've, I've had my meeting with God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, going to yeah, go yeah, out yeah, now and yeah. start drinking. No, I'm good. Ooh. <laughs> And even now, yeah, what's yeah. interesting is what science is now discovering, like later and later. And then people, you know, it's like, you should meditate. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, no, we, 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 we done been we, doing we this. Already. <laughs> you, you should be clean. We've we, we been, you have to we wash before you, you know what I'm <laughs> before you pray, you have to wash. Like, yeah. So there were things that science is now discovering. So many things. It's like, oh, after you eat, you should rinse your mouth. We've been doing that five times a day. Yeah, you know, it's... so to, to be able to be like, oh, you have, you have a faith which is ahead yeah. of science. Yeah. 
but is also scientific. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. But when I say ahead of science in terms of the things being discovered the now, even in time in terms of in terms of when you pray Fajr, mm-hmm. and then you look at people who are successful, and you look at the times they get up. The times they get up just so happens to be around a time That's when Fajr is happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, and it, so guys, in order to be successful, wake up Fajr. Yes. No, <laughs> si- no seriously. Get, and then you could you could either write something, you could, um, whether it's playing an instrument, you could um, do something creative in that moment in time. They say like the first 20 minutes to half an hour of your day, how you utilize it will determine the rest of your day. So if you just fling on music and no. whether it's crud or whatever it is you're yeah, listening yeah, to and it's yeah. non-beneficial um, for you, right. it's it somehow sets... The tone. Yeah. Mm. So I sometimes listen to like motivational speeches in the yeah. morning. Like I just go on YouTube and, I say, yeah, yeah, and I'm like, yes, yeah. I am strong. Yes, I can do this. I'm ready to soldier through <laughs> <Yeah>. my day. <laughs> Until someone says something, I'm like, okay, maybe not. <laughs> okay, so... Um, Alan, we have the uh, the hip hop rapper side. The rapper, that's the original foundation, you know. Yeah, no, that's sick, and it's good that you've managed to navigate through life. Like you went from the music side, mm. you know, where you're kind of talking to yourself to adults, mm. and then finding your talent and how you can use that energy to target younger kids mm. and planting the seeds from early. So mm. even the stubborn kid that you had to move a chair from, yes, uh, he's you've yeah, planted something there. Yeah. And it takes and it, that's where you start in life mm. anyway. Mm. Um so I I can respect that because I I'm I'm like that with my son. I'm like, you don't wait till they're older and then you start mm. talking to them. You start yeah, now, now because you're normalizing yeah, certain yeah, behaviours yeah, from yeah, now. Very true. So back to the rapper. Mm. Um I was going through your stuff. Just preying and preying. <laughs> I'm bringing some more. Right. And um, I saw that obviously mum took you to Madrasa and mm-hmm. something that uh, you are grateful for, as you said. Mm-hmm. And I also got this from your boss. Just for <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a fan. Um, but there's a track and I'm just going to go through certain lines mm-hmm. and I just sort of want to break them down a little bit. Yeah. One of the lines you said was, we weren't bad, we were just in bad conditions. Mm. Talk to me. Um, so back home, you have, um, the ones who deliver the discipline. Okay. And, uh, certain family members were the ones who would deliver the discipline and it was harsh discipline. And so I felt, so, oh, so kind of if you, okay, let me, let me see how I do this. Mm. So it's almost like I... I, I t- okay, ah, oh, how do I do this? I told the children I used to struggle to spell together, right? Mm. And then one day my teacher told me, well, why don't you just spell to get her? It's just a basic example. Mm. And in that moment I realized I learned differently mm. to other children. Now, if you're sitting in a classroom and you're not doing things the way everybody else is doing them, so what would happen was if I would, when it came to um, studying, mm. I struggled. Mm. So what I started to do was cram everything. Okay. So it didn't matter. It was just, what is nine times one? Cram it. Mm. What is nine times two? Cram it. Mm. So it didn't matter about the patterns. It didn't really matter that it was nine and then 18 and then 27. It didn't matter. It was like, picture it, cram Literally. it, like learn yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that was my 
survival method. When I came over back and I was in school, when it came to doing plays, I would know lines like this. Because you that's that's the how you're Because that was process. the yeah. Because I was like, this is my way of not getting licks. Mm. If I cram and I remember this and form some way, some sort of um, image in my head of the pattern, then I'll make it through. What did discipline look like? Because you mentioned it was harsh. Kane. Damn. Who was the who was the main discipline person? Who disciplined you the most? Too much info. Too much info. Um, no, yeah. That's fine. Too much, too, yeah. But it was, it wasn't, it wasn't easy. But was it something that you appreciate now as an adult? Or do you feel like, like, do you feel like to an extent? Because, you know, like, my dad grew up quite angry and I'd get licks for the sake of it sometimes. Mm. I get licks just in advance, just in mm. case, you know. Mm. Um, if my brother was done something wrong and was sleeping, we're getting woken up this mm. time. Whereas my young sister never witnessed it. Mm. And to an extent, like, there was, like, different siblings held different energy towards it. Mm. I have no feelings towards my pops, you know. Yeah. Um, I understood he didn't know how to communicate. Mm. He didn't know how to express. He didn't know how to channel his energy. And mm. this is all he was sort of taught. And this is what he experienced as a child. And yeah. it just replayed, right? Mm -hmm. um, but I'm also grateful for it. Because in a weird way, it's just shaped me into who I am. So I don't harbour any negative energy towards it. So that's why I'm asking that question. It's like, has it shaped you like in a sort of like frustrated way? Or have you sort of been like, it's just part of my childhood and, and, and I embraced it? It's a bit of both. But also I blocked out my okay. childhood. Mm -hmm. You know, they say that if um, if a young person has gone through a lot of things, they block it out as a survival. Mm -hmm. So I struggle to remember a lot of my childhood. Okay. Um. And it's interesting because I, I have this cheesy line where I'm like, I started storytelling as a way to find my stories. Um, because I mean, if that's real, it's real, man. <laughs> it, it, to an extent cheese. it is, but I, that's just that's my mask of yeah. of covering um, yeah. what I, I'm actually saying. But it was, it was something which, it wasn't done on purpose. Mm. But then I was like, why am I struggling to remember certain things? There are, there are clips. But you know when somebody would be like, yeah, when I was five years old, I did it. When I was four years old, and you're like, I don't have that. Mm. Because sometimes it was so painful that it was just like, shut it down. And so there was a lot that I shut down mm -hmm. in order to be able to, yeah, get on with, with life. Okay. And so that's, yeah, that that... I don't know what that looks like. I might need to go and get hypnotized in order to unlock certain things, but Maybe I just genuinely don't, don't know. I don't remember, mm -hmm. you know, and there's, yeah, there's nothing I can. No, I mean, I guess if, if it's something that you genuinely want to eventually unpack, it might be a lot to unpack. So it might be something that you'd have to do. I know what it is. I know what it is. Mm. It's like when I say I don't remember, it's it's a case of there's, there's a pain. Mm is a pain, is a harsh pain. Mm. And so because of that harsh pain, it's just like, right, phew, next chapter. Okay. You know. Um, Let's just skip to it kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. And I that's think. where the whole, going back to the whole man up thing comes in. Because it was a case of, you, this is what you were taught, you were taught, get up, get on with it. Mm. But then working with children has, made me 
gent like it was oh man usually when you have a child that's when it makes you gentle yeah usually but me for me listen (laughs) it's just somebody like i go into schools and children i'm like anybody got anything from today you're like a big brother to us when you hear a little child say Mm. that you know things that i've got moments that have replaced those childhood or that are in place of situations of faces of incidents or performing at a, a, a place doing my music and someone coming out and going yo I really needed to hear that message today thank you mm. you know just from the songs so so basically people connecting to that and you also creating that childhood for those kids yourself yeah. and impacting them that's kind of yeah. part of the reward system slash healing slash gratitude yeah. it's just all connected yeah and they say um, those who have been broken become the greatest menders yeah. Look at people who get into a lot of work where they're helping others. Trace their story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A lot of the times you tend to back. find they, and the reason why they can they can be good at it sometimes is because I know what that looks like if it goes bad. So I'm going to do what I can yeah. to make it good for yeah. you, you know. So, and they say, you know, if if there is something that is, and I would, there's something that irks you, something that makes you uncomfortable, it's a sign that you're part of the solution. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So Because it's, it's hitting you in a certain yeah, manner. Yeah. And I agree. And I feel like even in certain jobs, like if, if it doesn't hit you the way it should hit you, mm. don't do that job anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you yeah. need to stay connected. Yeah, yeah. Especially when you work like with children or vulnerable mm. people. If you start taking that for granted, yeah, it's just a yeah. day on, day out job, then you need to shift. Because like you said, people start from, they start in this role for mm. a reason because mm. they're connected with it or they've experienced it and they want to better that environment. Yeah. Like, I worked in different, like, with, um, in, like, I was a housing officer, so I managed, like, different kids in different cases and homes. And it's, like, for me, I connected with people on a personal scale, mm. not just, oh, pay your bills. Mm. They, would, I, they would come to me with the, you know, um, I got cancer, I don't know how to tell my children. Like, uh, you know, domestic violence, yeah. child abuse. And it's just, like, you start listening to things and it resonates and you realise, like, okay, you can serve them a purpose. Mm. And you've now gained like you started to realize what you're really good at which yeah. is like you're speaking and people listen to you yeah and um people respect you like as what you do mm. people really respect you mm. they really look up to you and they mm. really inspire you so you might not relate to every single child right, but right, they right. they will look at they'll listen to you and think wow there's elements of truth and you've gained that trust of them mm. and i think that's a very powerful position mm. to be in it's a blessing it's a blessing um back to your hip-hop bars yeah so the bad condition was that back home? It's back. Yeah, it's mainly back home. That's cool. mainly back home. Um, here, here as well. It's like I was raised by a single mum. Yeah, so it was tough, man. Like certain times. What was the hardest thing about being raised by a single mum? I think seeing seeing mum tired, um, and then seeing her fall asleep on the prayer mat, mm. and then being like, I should be praying. Mum's come home from work, and. She's praying and falling asleep. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think seeing her work like two jobs certain times. Did that um, Did that ever make you want to... Because I literally interviewed a person. Um, obviously, this episode's going to be released a bit later on. Mm. But episode four, it's called Life After Prison. Mm. And I spoke to someone. Sork, yes. Yeah, and I saw someone who... Or the, I interviewed someone who um, said that they decided to start hustling to help provide for mum. And was that ever a thing or a thought process in your head where you're like, do you know what, I need to... Oh, definitely. Mm. I, when I remember watching Diddy mm. 
be just the ultimate hustler and hearing how Diddy wanted to promote Biggie and Craig Mack. And so he took this tape around, um, but it was like putting a bun. So it was like Big, Biggie, Big Mac. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, kind yeah, of was yeah. giving it to people as a as a promo. I said, this guy's a hustler. That's it. And so I got to a stage where I've had t-shirt collection, African collection, um, perfume oils. Like I've gone through this thing where it's like, what can feet. I do to yeah. bring in extra so that we can make something happen? I would sell sweets in school. Yes, that's a um, true hustler. <laughs> I would lend money to people. Interesting. And with interest. <laughs> and then there was one time, oh, this is going to be bad, me saying this. It's right, man. It's part of, it's part there was of one your, time when somebody us. racked up so much interest, they ended up having to give me like products they would. <laughs> you gave them, like, they'd give you their kicks on their phone. It was like, I remember there was a tennis racket. I think a Walkman. Like, it was Tell just me your like, age about telling me your age. A Walkman. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah, there was yeah, it was just like okay, um, yeah, we we were hustlers, and I saw something the other day where it's like we need to move from this lifestyle of hustlers, but we still do it. Yeah, we still do it. Like I did during Black History Month, I would go from school, run home, jump on a Zoom, and with a corporate organization, evening, boom, I've got a show. Like, if there is time, there's space, gap, I'm going to fit it in. But that's it. I think even, like, the stuff that kids do growing up, like you sh- you selling sweets at school yeah. and, and your interests yeah. that you gained from lending yeah. people money, yeah. um, it kind of shapes your skill set, the mm. transferable skills. Mm. So mm. it may be not so, not so yeah, ethically yeah, correct yeah, 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 yeah. but or morally correct, but you can transfer it into now your hustle mm. of being able to spread yourself yes, in different places yes, and yes, think yes, out yes. the box and it's think true. creatively. And it's true. It's survival it's mode. True. And yeah. I think that's that's it. Um, and I think that's the one thing, like you talk about your mum and, you know, watching her was hard. Mm. And I think that's something that I wanted to change in my son. Like, mm. you know. I had to. I, I was at some point like working full time, podding, baking, mm. um, doing different things, just mm-hmm. constantly trying to think of ways to provide. Yeah. And then I realized I need to be present. I started listening to people's stories, and oh. you know, it's like mum's always busy, and this is why we had time on our hands, and this is why we had. Do you know what I mean? So for me, I'm like, I'm. I don't shy away from the concept of. Yeah. I would love to be a present mother. Mm. It's not old school. It's not outdated. I don't mm. believe in the 2022 feminism vibe. Like a woman's role is to be present and to be able to watch their children evolve and and influence that and yeah. impact it day to day. And working stretch hours mm. is so hard mm. because you want to be present and you're doing this for your children. Mm. But on the flip side your child is now out and they got too much time and then yeah. they end up getting themselves in situations, yeah, situations because situations. there's That's no youth true. centers it's tr- yeah there's nothing yeah. and i was thinking about this the other day i was yes. thinking i don't think they can ever reintroduce youth centers right i think that that that's that's gone because mm, mm, i was thinking mm. let's just say tomorrow yeah yeah would you even the let your child minister, go it's hot yeah the culture has let, changed yeah, it's changed so much like That's genuinely yeah. um if they said we're going to open youth culture, um, mm. youth centers again, mm. and we're going to have this, this, you're going to need security. Yep. 
You're going to need metal yeah, sexes. Yeah, yeah, you're going to need yeah. stops and searches when you enter. Mm. You're going to have to get people ID check the areas mm. because it just, this is, you now you know where people are going, mm. where they're hanging out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's such a shame because yeah, true, that true. would have been a good lifeline it's for parents. True. It's true. Because I think it's a lot true. of the kids were like just chilling, yeah, 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 writing yeah, yeah, bars, yeah, yeah, yeah. playing like table tennis, whatever mm. it is they facilitated, mentors. No, for real. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Something's just came to me. You were asking about back home and here. Mm. So now I said to you, me and my cousin came back. Mm. My cousin was the academical don. <laughs> I just wanted to read comics and watch cartoons. As we do. Oh! <laughs> but that was not the cool thing. Uh, to be academic? No, to, he was the cool one. Oh, he, he was, was. academic. In whose eyes? In my mum's eyes. Yeah. In my uncle's eyes. And so... It was hard, com like to almost feel, yeah. to 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 feel worthy because it's just almost like ah, I don't have this, but I just want to be in the creative world, mm. and I didn't know it at the time. Like, why am I in love with cartoons? Why do I love hip hop? Why am I playing the same song Repeat. ten, twenty times? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm listening to the same tracks, and I'm just like, that was my world. Mm, mm, mm. Um, Comparison's dangerous, and I think. Time. We, our parents are all guilty of this. Yeah. I would get compared to my cousins, to my yes. best friends. I got like to your to your school friends. Oh, yeah. why is she getting this and you're not getting yeah, this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's interesting because I spoke about this before, like maybe in like last season. Um, my mum only praised me behind my back, like on the phone to her friends. She'd be like, "Oh, yeah, you know, have a but to my face, it wasn't. It was. You know, and they thought this comparison will mm. motivate you to mm. do better. Rather than you're going, well, bun you, cousin. Yeah, bun yeah, my yeah, best yeah, friend. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. and it happens and it's caused damage. Like, my sister wore hijab when she was younger and her auntie would compare her daughter to her and, mm. and friends and mm. stuff. Mm. And they'd put my sister on a pedestal. Mm. Even though she's a flawed human being, just happened to put hijab before everyone else, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But still was a typical teenager, mm. moving whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then... That her friends grew resentment towards her because she was now this 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 um, magic child yeah, 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 who yeah. was perform- and she was like, bro, I'm just a regular don, mm. and it's like she wanted to build relationship and they the the parents build barriers instead. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like, and don't didn't... get me in front of parents. After like sometimes schools will get me to do parents, and I'm be like, you have to empower your children. And the last the workshop I did, I taught them about decide, choose, and pick. Yeah, decide, choose, and pick. So when you're having a conversation with your child, um, they might say something like, can I have an orange? Mm. And you say, if you decide to have an orange now, you're choosing to not have one later. Mm-hmm. So that gives the child have the options. power to be able to make that decision. You know, so then it's a case of, ch- it's like, oh, I, I, so you were you chose to be in the principal's office today. Well, so-and-so punched me. And how did you choose to respond? Mm. And then they're like, well, it was his fault. So, okay, what did you decide to do? So each and every single time, it's like, it's yours. Decide, choose, yeah. pick. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. one of the parents pointed out, she's usually like, well, if you're having one now, you're not having one later. And she's like, that decide, choose, pick sounds a lot better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In terms of, you know, the That's communication. That's literally what I do with my son. Bam. I literally go like, here's your snacks. Like, he's like, oh, mm. I'm like, this is what you have. You can have this now, you can have a layer, you can save it and have a, like, money-wise even, we can save it and have more money tomorrow and buy a bigger thing. Ooh. And then I give him options. Yes. And he's like, okay. You see how much this thing. Yeah, we negotiate, we discuss. Yeah. We're, we're plotting together. Yeah. But I think, yeah, changing that narrative. What I mean, 
let's oh gosh I, I, I don't really have time to go for everything else cool, cool, cool. however I would like to know um now that you're in your grownish age um what would you do differently now if god willing you become a parent um in regards to changing what what narratives are you very proud of and what narratives would you really like to change i'd have to perform that i spit some bars no that's that's a cliffhanger that's the cycle no. i spit some bars man i mean would you like to do that right now yeah oh snap oh yeah okay this is yeah, an exclusive yeah, yeah. all right okay I was in science when the call came. It's a boy. Finally, I get to give you what I never had. Hey, I need to let you know that I'm so proud of the man that you're becoming. But like me, you had something missing. That heavenly father, daddy, papa. All these terms of endearment. No choice but to harbour. Over my pepper grains, you won't endure the same saga. So we had conversations while well, you were still in diapers. The way you focused though, I'm sure you understood this brother. Big brother Oath. I promise to be here. Even if the Lord turns me ghost, I won't disappear. Malaria almost took my life. The way you shed the tears, I do feel guilty though. For that time, I never loaned you my hoodie, bro. That was just selfish. Filling up my ego. Ain't it the little things that are destroying the eco? Was I wrong for giving licks when school called home? Maybe I should have gone to more games when time loaned. I can only beg for your forgiveness if I wasn't enough. Any bad blood towards him, just let go and let God. So this one is from my... Big brothers that had to play father. Big brothers that had to play father. Big brothers that had to play father. Because all we ever wanted was for them to do better. That's amazing. I was not ready for this. I appreciate you. Thank you. Love. Um, any final thoughts? Heavy, you're amazing. Thank you so much. When I say story, story, say story. Sorry. <laughs> story, story. Sorry. So there's a story about a snail. It takes seven years to cross the road. As soon as it gets to the other side, a huge, massive tree falls, lands, bow, and just misses the snail. The snail turns around, looks at the tree, and says, phew, it sure is good to be fast. <laughs> and the question is, is the snail slow or is the snail fast? I'll leave your audience to decide. That's sick. Thank you. You know what? This reminds me of my wedding day. <laughs> <laughs> so for those who don't know, Alan was at my wedding reception and you did Sorry Sorry. Yeah, I did. And I did it was story, about the pen. Story. The right? pencil, yeah. The pencil. The pencil that was yeah. sick. That was incredible. Um, can you let people know where to find you? Also, yeah. um, any projects that you're about to drop? I know 17th is an important date, but we're not going to drop this episode yeah, yeah, until yeah, after. Yeah, yeah. So after. you can just... Cool. That's cool. Promoting in general. Yeah, so please um, follow me on all social media platforms, Instagram, TikTok, um, YouTube, just search Alim Kamara. Um, that's, yeah, me, at Alim Kamara. In terms of projects, I will be traveling to India, inshallah, in the next two weeks, um, and then Sierra Leone to go and do a documentary. And in February, go in Marrakesh. So please, like, connect so you can see what's going on. And I'm going to be releasing more music, a lot more music. Yeah. In 2023. So, so the adult material is coming through. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, and there's a children's book of poetry coming through as well. You're busy. Have to. That's be. incredible. Well I done. enjoy it. I enjoy you're, it. You're you're doing what you love. You're yeah, doing what you yeah. genuinely yeah. like thrive off. That's incredible. Yeah. When I grow up, I want to be like you. <laughs> Guys. This is growing up British, no, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, you have been watching, listening to Grown Up Brits-ish. You had Alan in the building. 
and I'm Hebs. You can catch me literally on Instagram and I am Hebs of a Z, growing up British. H also on the gram. Or you can like, subscribe, and follow on YouTube, which is Mama Hebs. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Grownish, smartish, British. We are British, apparently.